0: no save some mouth he's for me ba- he's back but he's got some smooch marks
1: <laughs> Smooches,
0: kisses yeah. on a
1: school night <laughs>
0: you
2: keep
1: kissing like that and you're not gonna have a mouth it'll be gone remember what happened to the kiss man <laughs>
0: no what happened the to america's kiss man. favorite
1: kiss man
0: on, yeah he had that tv show
1: on nbc they
2: buried him underneath Gary, Indiana.
1: Yeah, he's gone now. He died. He got too many kisses on a school night.
2: <laughs> I think I'm lubed up and ready to do a show. Yeah, yeah.
0: too many kisses on a school. Night. <laughs>
2: Welcome back, jabronis and scumbags, to Saturday Morning Tuesdays, the animated podcast where we put phonies and, and posers on blast. I'm your poser <laughs> hunter, Rory. <laughs> I'm King
1: Fake, Andy,
2: over here in the corner.
1: Um, I'm I'm Austin, and I'm just, just a little put off by all this rudeness here that's just kind of like kicking He's down a, the door. No
2: casuals in this house. You gotta you can kick them out. We say no thank you. You scrub. Get go back to Call of Duty Three. We it's have another call... person here too. Introduce them.
0: Patrick Stageman, <laughs> CEO the, uh, of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Alleged and that.
2: and unproven. Uh, this week, everybody, we are doing a very special watch through of the entire first season of 1987's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh my god, I was wondering how long it was going to take Ooh, for you to wait. say it. <laughs> I know I, I let I let that one I let that one tumble around in my mouth and just see how it feels to have to know it was going to come out so soon. Put it on to tumble know dry. I was to say those words and to and to and to withhold them from you. Uh,
0: TMT like like baby a
2: 50 shades free from my mouth into your ears. I don't ever want you to say that again. <laughs> or imply it and even uh, we're doing turtles. Yeah, we are.
1: Yeah, we got those we got those beautiful turtles in our house now. We've let them in into our door through the dog flap and they've come in and we've caressed them and kissed them and we hold them up like our like our own children and and lay them upon our knee and dress them in people clothes. Dress them in little people clothes. And this is this is our new this is our new family is where we've let in these turtles. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it
2: was real. It was real beautiful, Austin. Yeah.
0: And I just want to say before we start, just as you know, ever since I uh, gained control of Saturday Morning Tuesdays, uh, and you guys, you guys have really uh, upped this your charlatan
2: game. This is this 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 I, man doesn't. I'm speak trying for to the pay podcast. you
0: a compliment. No, Rory, is this the <laughs> okay, first poser you're gonna call this out? Compliment. I'm trying to say that you got you know and. As you guys know, I'm pretty hands off. You know, I I just came in to offer a little bit of direction. As Kyle and I were saying earlier, you trio are a real fox, goose, and bag of beans scenario, and someone needs to be there to make sure you know one of you doesn't eat the other one. And uh, that's basically my job. But you guys have been doing a really great job here on out, and then I'm excited to be back. You know, I've got some I've got some great sponsors lined up uh some i don't want to toot my horn but name brand sponsors oh snap so you know uh I, I, have, I have one question in that scenario can i be the bag of beans absolutely I was... <laughs> you're the bag of
1: beans yes. i was very much hoping you'd say that andy <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always
2: wanted it i wanted to be the bag of beans yeah.
1: i've had you peg as a big old sack of legumes since day one you met me and you're like you know what that guy is
0: Bag just of beans. Beans. A
1: great source of protein.
0: <laughs> it's our bean child, Andrew. And Rory's that angry goose. I'm the
2: just the mean old goose in the corner honking up a storm, stabbing my cute posers. little webbed feet. Um Yeah. We so okay, I don't want people to to think they've wandered into some sort of crazy thing. Some nightmare zone. <laughs> some zone. <nightmare laughs> some dimension zone. <laughs> X of nothing but warfare <laughs> and chaos. No, yeah, let's I, rein it back into a conversation. I, I just want to p- point out a really quick fact, which is that season one of Teenage Ninja Turtles is not really a full season. It's five episodes. So it's, it's five not episodes. Like,
1: Correct. It's like like Parks and Rec. It's like a few. Yeah, episodes. No, that's not a. I don't understand that analogy. That's okay. Like season one of Parks and Rec is shorter. It's like six episodes.
2: Okay, but this so was so like, like a one a contiguous comparison. sort of unit. Right? And both shows have a Ron Swanson. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's basically the same show. Yeah. So, the TMNT. Uh, let's 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 dive right down this this sewer cavern. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and really quick, I want to know. I want to get a get a pulse, a pulse poll of everyone's initial exposure, level of dedication to the turtles. Uh, pretty
2: deep. Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty deep for you with the eighty-seven with the eighty-seven run. I uh
2: yeah, exactly. The the nineteen eighty seven Turtles. My brother's nine years older than me, so Oh that's right. Yeah, I was gonna say, like if you have an older brother that that kinda that kinda yeah. cinches it. Yeah. Yeah. So... As the eldest in the family, um eighty seven and uh kinda missed the I kinda missed the mark on the original Turtle Run. Like it was kinda winding down uh, by the time it, people still had like the toys, but the show the show was in its last season. The yeah. uh, the movies were kind of stinkers. Turtle Mania is is dwindling when I'm when I'm a a, a precious youth. Well, her. and a, a thing sort of happened later on in the show. I mean, it ran for like nine seasons, but like later on in the in the early '90s years, they realized that X Men was way too popular, and they were like, "Oh, we got to go darker and more serious." And they sort of like changed the whole turtle show a little bit. Yes, they did for mm. those last few years. Uh, and I think that it didn't really work the way they wanted it to. I think they just sort of lost viewers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, I, I had I had a little bit of Turtle, Turtle Mania fever mm-hmm. where I, I didn't watch a lot of the show, I think, because it was just so hard for me, it seems like, to reliably have caught a show when it was supposed to air or know when that was happening. And it just felt so much like, TV scheduling Wild West and you just kind of turn on the turn on the TV and just hope it's going to be a show that you want to see. Yeah. And so I would I would want to see Turtles. It just didn't always happen. But I definitely had toys. I definitely was a fan of the their entire. oeuvre, but uh, I didn't I wouldn't say I'm a huge expert on the show. Mm hmm.
2: How about the uh, that early thousands reboot two thousand two something like that two
1: thousand three two thousand three
2: yeah <coughs> uh, I watch I watched that because I was in I was in high school at the time and I was kind of pumped that they were doing it again I mean was it that al- the CG movie no no, no. this was oh, okay. this was an, uh, a two D animated series that came yeah. out in t- two thousand three
1: okay and yeah, I didn't uh, see
2: that one. it had almost been ten years since the last since the last show ended and so like it was like oh shit they're like rebooting it and it was pretty fun but I didn't like watch it super religiously. Uh I owned like there's they put up like a GameCube game and I bought that and I don't know. Uh it was it was okay. None of the like none of the later attempts have really captured me, whether it was movie or TV or any of that sort of stuff. I mean like I you have said not the gone movies back were sort of to, the, to the early version. I do remember watching it. Um I just couldn't sleep as a teenager till I mean I didn't really catch the like sleep in all day bug that most teens get uh till college. So I was just up you know, six AM every day and what am I gonna do for the next five hours till all my friends wake up, you know? Yep. <laughs> yep. I purposely woke up every Saturday at about five thirty AM so that I could catch the new episode of Pokemon. Uh there you go. And then watch everything else. Uh mmm <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <All laughs> no, right. we gotta we gotta bust some points out.
2: By the time by the time high school happened, I was not doing that. But okay. yeah, like in in middle school in elementary school I was waking up super early on on weekends to make sure I caught all the, the WB lineup, especially. Yeah. Um, just... But yeah, I had, I had uh, wait a minute. No, we didn't talk about Patrick. Patrick, what was your,
0: yeah. Uh, uh... So I had an older brother, three years older. Um. Mm-hmm. So we, I just always remember being into Ninja Turtles. I don't remember. I don't remember a time before. Yeah, I really don't. We had, we both had a set of pajamas. He had a Leonardo set and I had a Donatello set. We had Ninja Turtle sheets, we had some nice. some Ninja Turtle toys. We didn't have enough Ninja Turtle toys. If also, I also, I'd say if you
1: walk two feet into any garage sale, you will trip over a Ninja that's Turtle
0: true. that's toy true. or two.
1: Yep. Like that van is in. I think every garage sale. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, you mean the party like, wagon? Yeah, the party wagon. <laughs> yeah,
0: thank and, you. And I don't remember when exactly the episodes were airing, like you know what day or anything like that, but. I remember watching like early seasons, you know, w- when I was six or seven. So like they definitely syndicated that, and you know, just would re air old episodes all the time. Yes, oh, yeah. they yeah. absolutely did. And I, well, let's yeah. not
2: bury the lead here. Like these five episodes, this first season, this mini series, whatever you want to categorize it as, it was really good. Yeah,
0: yeah. like
2: I had a gr- I had a blast rewatching these. Yeah, it was, and pretty unironically. It was better than I expected. Uh, there there were still some moments. I mean, pretty much with everything we watch, there's always something... There's always a moment or two where I sort of lose focus because it gets into sort of poorly done action sequences or whatever. And then I'm yeah. like, wait, wait, wait. There's still a show going on. I need to focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's,
0: there's some pretty cringy stuff, in my yeah. opinion, in it. But, but I loved
2: it. On the whole, it's really good. You're right. Yeah. And I... Uh, Okay, so I don't want to I don't want to spend too much of this whole thing talking about my deep nerdery for Turtles. But uh, I mean, one of the biggest ways that I watch Turtles is because we owned a bunch of the VHSs. And I I'm pretty sure that we somewhere buried in a box own these first five episodes on VHS. And I definitely watch these a ton like and I haven't watched them for years and years and years. And so rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what's happening next. I remember I what mean, that person's I, gonna say. I wow. gave a pretty wide berth for uh for camp that I felt was intentional. You know, yeah. starting off with the very first little scene of this show, we they talk about the crime wave in New York and we see these guys kind of hilariously ex- turn a car into dust <laughs> as they <laughs> right, pick it up. Yeah, a
1: piranha piranha <clears throat> skeletonize a car.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that was the tone with which I, you know, I, I layered my viewing of the show, yep. and um, I thought that almost, oh, if not every single really goofy decision, uh, totally made sense in in this world. Yeah, it felt like, you know, we spoke about Silverhawks, uh, emerging from from Zeus's mind, fully formed, as it were. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true. As a first draft, it's complete. And you can really see the difference in like a finished thought that um, for as zany as it is, it doesn't feel like they kept every idea they had.
1: Right. So, well, I I, I had a ton of fun uh, doing some research on this show. Yeah. And what's really interesting is there is a lot of conflicting information out there about kind of the lore of both. You have the original comics written by Eastman and Laird. Oh, you yeah, mean the one that I'm
2: uh, I'm holding Volume One of in my hands right now? Wow!
1: <laughs> just gonna wow, yeah. just gonna points, show points my Randy. show
2: my my nerd dick real fast. See how big it is? Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely have them with me right now.
1: Yeah, but it, so it was interesting though reading about you. You have some accounts from Eastman and Laird's perspective, and others from David Wise's perspective. And David Wise, who was the guy who basically wrote who wrote all five of these episodes. And was chiefly responsible for the entire tone of the show, a lot of and, the major changes between the comics, and basically the like the turtles that we know. Yeah, I think he's
2: credited as a writer on like seventy of the hundred and some episodes. Right, and it 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 enters the cartoon space. Uh, you know, on a, it's a ten for ten landing. Like we just watched X Men, and it is kind of a rocky mess when the way they try to introduce that show. Or the world of the X-Men, which I suppose yeah. is a bigger world than the world of the Ninja Turtles. But it's still yeah. a existing property with characters and villains and all that stuff. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. the Eastman and Laird comics were, they had done 11 issues by the time they had to make the show. And yep. like David Wise, like he knew of the comics, but he didn't really like it. <laughs> he was like, oh, really? I don't, yeah, like I, this, this is going to need a ton of changes. So I'm going to, I'm going to go and fix like a bunch of stuff like giving them individual like characters and well they had characters they didn't have colors right
2: right so like they all wore red bandanas in the comic books but he gave them the colors which then like have been around forever Mm -hmm. because that obviously makes so much sense to do that instead of trying to like guess who they are by what weapons they're holding
1: yeah there's a there's a really interesting screen crash article that's like an in-depth interview with with david weiss and so we can maybe link to it in the show notes but he taught mm-hmm. he, he's a little bitter about it because he's like Kelbunga, that was me pizza that was me like, like and he's <laughs> like i don't get any of the residuals i don't get any i don't get any payment but like <laughs> you know
2: that's hysterical yeah.
1: yeah so it's very interesting to check out yeah uh another yeah, be pissed. yeah I, guess... I would too yeah he even said he designed the sort of creating the characters of each of each turtle based on one of the four uh, elements of the name. <laughs> so like the teenage aspect he gave to Mikey, the, ah. the sort of party dude, the Spicoli uh, mm-hmm. character. Uh, the mutant was sort of the like sciency Donatello. Mm-hmm. And then the ninja was more of uh, Leonardo. And then the turtle, he said, was Raphael because Raphael was kind of the smart aleck, quippy, calling attention to the fact that they're turtles. He Mm. was the audience plant. Yeah, he was the audience plant of doing, like, hey, look, I know this is silly and I'm going to call attention to the fact Mm. that we're turtles. Right. Um, Well, I will. Yeah, go ahead, Andy.
2: Oh, I just. The thing that I find most interesting, I mean, I I obviously, I actually have more knowledge about the comics than I do about the show in terms of, like, what I remember. Um, But what I like about the actual origin of the Turtles themselves is that the whole comic was kind of like a Daredevil parody. Right. Right. Right? I mean, it was a parody of Daredevil and, like, the New Mutants and, and a couple of the other things that were happening at the time. They were like, let's, like, do a pastiche sort of thing and do turtles and it'll be fun, but it'll be serious and we'll have blood and they'll decapitate people. Right. Um, yeah. But, like, in the first issue of the comic, uh, the accident that, like, has this, you know, where the ooze drops down into the sewer and goops them all up uh, is heavily implied to be the same accident that blinds Matt, uh, Murdock. Matt Murdock. Right. Uh and so like, you know, they're, they're being very clear uh, and Matt Murdock fights, uh, ninjas called the hand and the turtles fight the foot clan and, you know, it's a all...
1: stick and then you have splinter.
2: Uh huh. There's a lot of little, uh, things there, which I think is kind of fun. Uh, yeah. but, but so much of the serious tone was taken out for the show, which I think obviously made it way more appealing for kids yeah. and, uh, was brought in, in no small part by the voice actors, uh, who are all pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's like the mm-hmm. entire cast of Animaniacs is in this show. Uh, yeah, all over the place. Yeah, a lot of big names in this. Um, they also, as far as demographic, uh, I know, I don't think Eastman and Laird were really going for this when they created the comic. But boy, with all four of those elements of the name, they really hit a slam dunk with with kids, like right into the heart of a child. <laughs> All across the world Like you've got Teenage Which is automatically very cool mm-hmm. And aspirational You've got Mutant Which hits on that kind of like Garbage pail kids <laughs> Creepy crawlers Fascination <laughs> with gross things Ninjas crawlers. Which is always great And I mean and Turtles un- Unless you're in Europe
2: turtles. In which case You didn't get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles You got Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles
1: Right Because of the ninja <laughs> epidemic Of Of <laughs> <laughs> Of (laughs) nunchuck violence that was sweeping (laughs) the streets, apparently. (laughs) They they weren't
0: allowed to say ninja in Great Britain from 1986 through 97, I think. Yeah, and they had to
1: edit out shots of nunchucks.
2: Yeah, it's super weird. Uh, The whole intro is slightly different, like... You know, like they sing "Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles," and then later when they say "Ninja," it's they they replace it with the word "fighting," and it's clearly an overdub. Like they almost oh, say God. the "n" before it cuts <laughs> to "fighting." It's really funny. You should yeah, go the, find uh, it on YouTube.
1: <laughs> the German version of the theme doesn't. They say "Hero Turtles" as well. Mm-hmm. Like here, jetzt kommen die Hero Turtles, and <laughs> you know that's just what they do. Um, well, yeah, of course- I just, they, they, they fight
2: the censors all the time in this show. I mean, there's obviously no blood, and it's very kid friendly. And then all the Foot Clan, they made robots. Yeah, right? Samurai so, like, Jack
1: rules. Yeah, Samurai Jack <laughs> rules. You, oh, you, I you, thought you can't
2: they fight were real both. people. I thought they, they were normal. Because there's a point where Shredder like is training some guys or something.
3: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, and then they magically become robots I, over time. As soon time, as they need to die,
2: they're, sure, they're so robots. Ju- yeah, yeah. So, like. Krang's guys are the only ones who get who get blown up, mm-hmm. right? But there, I think there's so. people. I think there's foot people, and they're definitely. I feel like they're people in the later reincarnations of the show. They, yeah, they oh, probably yeah, yeah. are. Um, yeah, I just the the whole concept of the show is crazy. I mean, I think it would be insane for someone not to be at least peripherally familiar with the turtles, but uh, you know that it's it's what it says on the tin, right? I mean, they're they're teenage turtle mutants who live in the sewers and they fight ninjas. ninjas yeah and yeah. uh and then we go from there right i mean like it's just a crazy premise and they're in new york city theoretically and uh it's i mean it's just kind of zany and and really fun and they they they're probably better action than most of their contemporaries uh, i i really appreciated it um yeah mm-hmm. it's it's subtle because it's it's not like it's not high octane action. It's not particularly well animated, but there's a constant attention to motion that you really feel when the turtles are kind of tumbling around and doing kind of some mm-hmm. ground fighting. Yeah, it just feels it feels really rooted in some in thought. It's not just an animator. It's not just a kid who can draw making people kick each other. Yeah. It's like
0: that's I'm true. not gonna say
2: they knew how to fight because I don't and I wouldn't know how to tell the difference. But it just <laughs> felt it felt planned out in a way that wasn't. Um, beyond kind of uh, visually interesting.
1: Right. Plus, they knew how to make the technology really pop. Like all of the like chrome, that super shiny, high detail uh, chrome and technology always. Uh Well, it had to be because it it was so toyetic, right? Like it was so designed by, you know, by the toy companies are like, hey, uh, can we do an episode about this? And like, yeah, cool. Let's do it.
2: Well, the uh, show and only so... exists because they tried to market it to Playmate for figures first. And, and Playmates right. was like, no, we, can't, we're, there's not enough audience. We need to make a show first. And they were like, fine. OK, let's do that. <laughs> so they yeah. made the show. Yeah. So like, like Seriously, the whole there are so genesis. many stories
1: about the creation of the show. I mean, it's, yeah. it's nuts. Like, there's so much going on behind the scenes for this.
2: And lightning struck. And they made this whole thing. And Michael Bay made a movie, two movies in the last five years about the Turtles. And they Indeed. were successful,
0: and they were bad, but they made money. Yeah. It's still going. This is still a huge and but, thing. And they weren't even that bad. They're right. both better than the Transformers movies. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. By, by <clears throat> That's
2: always a relative term when we're talking about, like, these long-running franchises. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, you know, because I think we as fans, for one, immediately glub onto the po- the one we liked, Yeah, we we have a really short term memory for things that we didn't like uh, that exist in, you know, continuity with those things. And lastly, it is not for us. Like when somebody makes a new blockbuster movie for whatever thing that we that gets our dicks all chubby, (laughs) that one's not for us. That's for people who don't have chubby dicks, who have (laughs) soft little baby boy (laughs) penises, they come in and they're trying to give boners to these boys and these little girls they're trying to give them
1: <laughs> I, I cannot be on board with this metaphor <laughs>
2: my opinions, point is, is as that as always Rory boy do not reflect the opinions of saturday Morning <laughs> tuesday's at large <laughs> a, I'm, I'm just just describing something using a bone the, the analogy of a boner but i look the boners a metaphor to, to decide that i want boners is your own that's your own editorialization of the metaphor <laughs> <laughs> i get what you're i get what you're putting down so yeah so like when an X-Men movie comes out, it's going to annoy me. But really, if it makes a new X-Men fan, like, whatever, right? I was never yeah. going to like that movie. They couldn't make um, the movie I want to see because it doesn't really exist.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's going to just be, like, six hours of Starjammers back.
2: Lore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we jump in really, really fast, uh, this is just, like, a quick overview of, like, Everything that has been ha- that has happened with turtles. I mean, there was the co- the original comics, self published. There was the original show here. There was a run of Archie comics that they did. IDW currently has a run of comics that has been going since 2011 and is still going. There were three films originally in the 90s, a Japanese OVA, a live action show based on those terrible movies, two more animated shows, and then the Michael Bay movies. And Nickelodeon has a new TD show, 2D show planned for this fall yes uh it is crazy that's
0: insane that's so much turtles yeah and
2: they all kind of retread the same ground like they start over
0: mm-hmm. every time they do it, it Well, and like yeah like image comics had a run too um oh yeah <laughs> and and this current this next iteration of the 2018 it i mean the last show just ended last year it ran for five years. Yeah, that was years. the CG one. Yeah, the CG one, and it, very... I re- actually really liked it. I've seen maybe ten episodes, and every I've episode. I've heard some things I...
2: about you know little little things come out here and there that that yeah. uh, spark some interest. I think they had a couple animated movies that were supposed to be okay.
0: Yeah, there was a Turtles through time or yeah, they, something. They ended, was like a... they ended the 2003
2: show with a uh, a movie that had the 2003 cast crossover with like the alternate. 1987 world and they brought those voice actors yeah. back
0: I yeah I saw that when cool. I was
2: researching the show I was like oh a lot of these guys are credited as like 87 Raphael and one of the newer things mm-hmm. uh, yeah like Yeah. but Rob I wasn't Paulson. sure if that was like a throwback yeah. thing they're like we're doing this show again with these yeah. actors or if it was a crossover event well, yeah then- it was an
0: event movie Rob Paulson who voices Raphael in the 87 series and he voices mm-hmm. Donatello in the 2012 series. Right. There's a special <laughs> where he does both of those voices because then <laughs> in this time crossover and it, he does a great job. Nice. Yeah, man. It's just, for some reason it,
1: it hits all those, all those good points that people want in their, in their content. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's, uh, without, any further ado let's jump right into episode one here uh yeah, yes. let's do it. turtle tracks
3: mm-hmm.
2: New York City is experiencing a crime wave. Reporter April O'Neil discovers the thieves are ninjas. As a street gang attacks April, she escapes into the sewers where four big talking turtles defeat the thugs and take April to their lair. There, she meets their mentor, rat Splinter, who tells her his backstory as the Japanese ninja Hamato Yoshi. As the turtles and April investigate the streets for these thieves' origins, they discover a group of ninja robots whose uniform Splinter recognizes as belonging to the Foot Clan. Before April can expose them, she's kidnapped by the Shredder, and the Turtles race to free her. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's obviously, a good one. obviously, it's kind of bloated with content because it's the first one, and we have to sell you on Turtles. <laughs> we have to tell you that this is a thing that's happening, and there's this whole weird ninja backstory with all these Japanese names, and uh, you know, there's a lot for a kid to take in.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's it, nice though is for a for an intro episode that we kind of get our cake and eat it too, as far as jumping mm-hmm. right into the action with the characters pre existing and also still get the origin from the beginning. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was. It, I'm not gonna say there was intentional fan service here, but it felt really fun to get to see Bebop and Rocksteady and you know before they are transformed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. To kind of see the world right before it becomes the world that it you know that most people are familiar with. Yeah, for sure. And they don't have their they build the turtle van later this this season. Mm-hmm. But for the most of the, for most of the episodes they don't have it. So, getting to see them make it was really cool. I didn't really expect it. I I just wasn't thinking about it, but um yeah, it's worth mentioning that these 5 episodes are definitely episodic, but they Tell one sort of cohesive story, like like they have continuity with between I, each other. I would call it significantly yeah. more serialized than anything I've seen. Yeah, from Saturday morning cartoon days, ca- cartoon days, Saturday morning cartoons. Like at least with American point. content.
1: Well, yeah, and,
2: well, that's what I mean when I say Saturday morning cartoons. I mean American yeah, yeah. stuff.
0: And and that's kind of the case for the Ninja Turtles. This this run of the cartoon in in general, they they have a pretty distinct arc through
1: each mm-hmm. season
0: uh it's kind of the same every season that krang and shredder are trying to get the technodrome up and running again somehow
2: right but, and i had forgotten how fucking great krang is oh yeah right? so good. He's, he's so <laughs> funny and and you get the you get the really strong impression that there were that him and shredder have the you know cartoon equivalent of like shredder living with his mom yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. or just like a uh just a really uh codependent uh it's like it's yeah. like the first
2: season of the sopranos eh. yeah <laughs> shredder is shredder is tony soprano and krang is uh i forget i forget his mom's name
0: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty bad
2: uh i i love there's a whole sequence at the beginning of this episode mm-hmm. where we see the crime that has been done like there's this technological shit being stolen from various labs and like it's on TV, it's the news and they like show the crime scene, which is never really a thing that happens. And this British guy is standing there and he's like, "Ah, these slash marks could only have been made by a samurai sword." <laughs> and it's just it feels really hammy and like
3: it's yeah, very and then funny the rope, to me. He yeah, the brings rope up was rope was made in
2: Japan. <laughs> yeah, he says <laughs> this what rope I mean by had to have been... to, that, to that to that intentional camp that right, that yeah. allowed yeah. me to to not think it was really bad. Like if that If that same bit had been in Silverhawks, it would have probably been an indication of bad writing. Yeah,
3: yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, it gives us a suggestion of satire because we, you know, are getting – we're not getting the laugh laugh lines telegraphed in the show. Right. You know, which is how – is that like mark of a little more maturity in the writing where – a joke will happen, and there's not like a moment where everybody sort of like winks and laughs at the camera that it's time to to find that silly. No, although they, they do end
2: of, at least a few of the episodes on the on the hammy joke line, which I guess yeah, could they also do, be considered and they intentional. Throw,
1: they throw in the like snare, the snare hit yeah. every now and then in the backing track, but a uh-huh. couple times when yeah, it's 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 clever. There's some clever stuff in it. Yeah,
2: I think the only thing that I would say. Uh, about these first five episodes that i just hands down did not like uh was the 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 music mm. right i mean that we didn't talk about the intro so we should do that at some point but everything yeah. during the episode is pretty minimal and sometimes kind of annoying because it's like small repeating chunks and you
0: can tell they just didn't want to spend time writing music well and uh, then and the music will time up with like uh you know a drum check on a joke Yeah, as well. And but it sounds like the the symbol is made out of tin. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little funky. You can I mean shows generally throw a little more money towards that kind of thing later on, and I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. I remember it. It definitely increasing in quality. But for these first this like mini series that started the show, it definitely that I would say is the one place where it skimped out on. Yeah, there are known qualities in. Uh I think what what kids like and what cartoons kind of like best practices are that just don't exist yet mm-hmm. um I think an obvious one for me was that I think in any other show later than than this um Splinter was kind of a pushover this whole season like as a fighter
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know, it kind of goes to that whole like attack, the attack of the clones thing where all we really want to see is Yoda kick some ass like that. Right. That's right. what we fucking yeah. want. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to see Yoda just kind of not do that and, and have the opportunity to do so and then deny it. Totally. Yeah. yeah they really play up the, the old angle on splinter, um, which is funny not to constantly bring this back to the comics. This is probably the last time I'm going to do it, but in the comics, it's not that Splinter is Hamato Yoshi. uh. It's that he was Hamato Yoshi's pet rat.
3: Mm-hmm. And that That's he was around.
2: He was around for all of it. And then he got okay. mutagened and, like, you know, taught everybody what he knew from spending so much time with Hamato Yoshi. But right. Yoshi died. Like, Spl- like, Shredder kills him. Right. Like, early yeah. in the first issue. And in the backstory. And so they changed it for the show and they made Splinter be Hamato Yoshi, which also sort of implies that he has to then be old. Right. Like he can't, he can't be spry about it. Like he has to be old. He's got this walking stick and he sort of has this aged almost, Mm -hmm. but not quite Japanese guy voice.
1: And it does. Yeah. So that's a, that's a thing, isn't it? How, (laughs) yeah, this, this huge um, center on, Asian culture and on Japanese culture as this sort of fun angle, you know, that that a lot of white American producers like, oh, this is fun. This Japanese thing is fun. Let's use it. Check and of course, in. not even a single Japanese voice actor anywhere near uh, the core <laughs> cast. of the show. Well, I, think, right. I
2: think you're kind of missing a, a large piece of this story, like historically that's happening right now. Um, which is this? This is the late '80s. There's a, a giant uh, financial boom in Japan, and we get this sort of not only wave of of cross pollinating like culture stuff. Like they're doing goofy American stuff, and we're doing goofy ninja stuff. Which I'm not saying there's like a one to one thing. Like what any sort of like cultural insensitivity is it gets a pass because of it. What I'm saying is there, there there's an exchange that's beginning that's happening at a much slower pace than we're pre internet than we're used to. Right. And and coupled with that is is a darker, less, less, uh, less um, genuine uh, obsession with Japanese culture, which is that, uh, again, that we Americans saw this as a threat to their status as number one country.
1: Yeah. And and, you know, Karate Kid come out is around this time, probably. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so.
2: It's within the within a five-year window, I would say. You know, yeah. they, they realize that it's becoming cool, and they're like, we got to jump on that. Uh, right. I think it is kind of funny, though, that Shredder, you know, Oroku Saki, is being voiced by a black Uncle man. Phil. Uncle Phil. Fucking Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. Yeah. Uh, Oroku Saki, <laughs> is that Japanese for snake wine? <laughs> no, so it's Saki, not Sake. Oh. Uh uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it real fast so that I know what it is. If maybe maybe there is a real uh, translation, I'm not positive.
1: It means the cut man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, <clears throat> I don't know. That's uh, not actually what it means. I don't. I'm not. I'm not positive. I don't know that it's. I think, to be honest. They uh, I remember reading a thing with Eastman and Laird about how they were like, we're so bad at coming up with Japanese names that we just we wanted to give them to the turtles and then we gave up because we couldn't come up with anything good. So we just gave them painter <laughs> names. Right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm willing to bet that it doesn't really mean anything. They just thought it sounded cool. Yeah. Um, now,
1: another question about uh, so Splinter when Splinter speaks in his accent uh he also rolls his Rs. Orokasaki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that that's not like a real Japanese speech pattern, is it?
2: You, there, once in a while there's a there, there's an acceptable rolling of an R like that you in kind, kind, kind of, of an like old a... old samurai movie kind of way. Yeah. Uh but not in a not in a real not, not in a, uh, a repeatable, consistent way, kind of like that. I mean, not, they tap their R's one. Not in, like, once. an Ariba Burrito sort of situation. Yeah. No, they yeah. say th- their R's are one tap. They're Oroku. Yeah. Oroku Saki. Oroku, right, it's, yeah.
0: It's it's like a mixture of a Japanese accent and then, like, just the highbrow, mid-Atlantic accent that you get from, like, 50s Cary Grant movies and shit. Ah, uh, yes, Oroku Saki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's a funny thing.
2: I, uh, I mean... Those are our, our our main two Japanese characters, right? I mean it's it's just Splinter mm-hmm. and Shredder. Right. Uh but neither of them particularly does a wonderful job. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Which, I, I mean, I think you could argue is the better just choice to make, like rather it, than yeah, do a really yeah. a really gratuitous Japanese accent to just say eh, whatever, they don't use the accent. I mean well, that's true, because yeah.
0: Shredder's pretty much uh thrown off any yeah. any of his old, you know. Uh, foot clan ways like he's embracing technology he doesn't ever fight until the last the fifth episode yeah Uh, and if he does get his hands a little bit dirty he does it with a gun so yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure that the last episode
2: the writers uh after about the first episode they just sort of forgot what ninjas were <laughs> uh, yeah. because at some point they have a tank with the foot cl- foot clan ninja mm-hmm. symbol on it ninjas yep. aren't going to use tanks friend that's not a thing they're going to do they travel silently in the dark come yeah. on
1: ninja yeah ninja for them is just a complete like
2: word. <laughs> cool word. Just, it's a,
1: just it's just a cool word yeah <laughs> it's like you know it's like samurais and you know Japanese stuff. We'll just it's, call that ninja stuff. It's just ninja a flavor. Pizza. It might
2: as well just be cool ranch,
1: ninja yeah. laundry,
2: <laughs> cool ranch. Which, which they also kind of hang a lantern on with with the uh, ninja pizza, and they right. and they come up out of the sewers to get ninja pizza, and it's this whole like ninja neighborhood.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I
2: get. It's oh, not a dentist. far cry from basically what happened, you know, in Brooklyn. You know, now was this yeah. weird sort of takeover of an entirely different culture. Uh, <laughs>
1: That sort of like appropriative, like oh how fun! Let's yeah. be a ninja ninja dentistry. <laughs> ninja dry you guys cleaning.
0: Remember when all the ninjas gentrified <laughs> <in> East <laughs> Portland? <laughs> it
2: was nuts. Uh,
0: but it was kind of fun. Uh, when they go to Ninja Pizza,
2: and they're like, "Hey, you guys aren't ninjas." And the punks, <laughs> the punks say something along the lines of like, "Oh, uh, you know, we do not every nin- not every ninja store has to be like has to be ninjas." They yeah. kind of get called on their ninja racism a little bit. Oh, it's so good. Uh, yeah. I mean, we are we are sort of ostensibly discussing this first episode, so yeah. We uh, we we've tangentialized for for a bit. I mean, that's okay because we're you know we're doing a special on the whole thing, and mm-hmm. a lot of the first half of the episode was the backstory and shit that we were
1: talking about already. Um, yeah.
2: Uh, they yeah meet a I granny mean, with a
1: submachine gun. Basically, April gets, like, confronted by thugs because she's sort of in too deep to this investigation. She ducks into the sewers. They follow her. They follow her. It's kind of a cool action sequence, you know, like mm-hmm. she's she's like, you know, delivering on some good, good action. And um which I should note also that the inspiration for her look came from Fujiko from Lupin the third.
2: Yeah, that's right. They They colored her yellow because of that the like
1: the her, the
2: yellow jumpsuit, jumpsuit. yeah mm-hmm. uh which again i mean that speaks to i mean these animators are becoming aware of like the cool shit japan's doing right mm-hmm. yeah. like lupin lo- yeah. the jumpsuits? third <laughs> yeah oh <laughs> oh shit yeah yellow they were jumpsuits. way ahead on that jumpsuit game oh, jumpsuit yeah. technology americans wouldn't find out about it for years until you know uh kill bill comes out <laughs> ooh yeah kill bill just bit off teenage ninja turtles um, the, the thing with the, like, the, the, she ends up living with them, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. she faints.
2: Uh, yeah, she, she kind of gets in too deep with them, too. And then they're like, you can't tell anyone about us, but also, it's too dangerous. They're looking for you. Just stay here. And they feed her their weird gross food. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> one
0: thing really quickly, the the first view that we have of Shredder is him in his Technodrome, and he just sees that whole encounter in the in the sewer. He just has a camera down there. Yeah, Why? that's a he common thing with a
1: lot of shows we've seen. Oh, yeah. It's just oh, yeah. like
0: impossible god cameras for
1: <laughs> every villain, for bad guys. Oh yeah, yeah, for <laughs> yeah. bad guys to spy on in their yeah, tech 100%. center.
0: Yeah, and then and then so we get our in the apartment we get our first instance of uh, the turtles one being pizza obsessed and then two being real weird about it. Yeah, because uh, they don't have normal uh, toppings ever.
2: No, no. I mean, most egregiously to me, when they get to that Ninja Pizzeria, they get one sashimi pizza and three whipped cream pizzas. <laughs> yeah, that was <one's> very <laughs> yeah. tear into them.
1: Also, you can tell how, how the
2: one like part that is really poorly aged from this was was, I guess, the assumptions that Americans would never like sushi. Right, um yeah. um yeah. Where where they're having their weed pizzas, and, and April's like, "Well, anybody? Is it? Is there any other food?" And Shredder's like, "I could share my sushi, or not Splinter. Shredder, her uh, Splinter," and she's like, oh, "I'll wait." <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and, how, and then I think you Raphael's eat fish like too. Sea
1: yeah,
2: yeah, it's it's hilarious because yeah, I guess I guess in 1987, sushi wasn't really like hip over here in the states. We hadn't really that done wasn't it yet. Like
1: the the it food. Mm-mm yeah and they drew it with like hair sticking out of it yeah Yeah.
2: it looks oh it looks super super weird which i I suppose it takes place in new york which would be kind of like the farthest reaches from the pacific so like yeah Yeah. it would make sense that this that uh the sushi there's a little bit suspect but i think that was too much of a deep cut (laughs) (laughs) i think the the implication was just that she thinks sushi is yucky yeah, I, I like that we're doing this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles special, and we've gotten into a discussion about whether or not the display of sushi <laughs> was accurate for geography.
3: <laughs>
2: this it's it's it, it, it's hard. I think we wanted to talk about these things more broadly, but I think as we're finding, like, there's just so much to talk about that if we're not kind of beat by beat following the the rabbit. Oh yeah. Um, no, I'm having just, a great time. Yeah, yeah. every little thing <laughs> I merits a discussion. It, I just think it's hilarious. Yeah, uh, this, this episode may break into a two-parter, I think we've talked about, uh, yeah. <laughs> depending on how long we go, because we have five episodes to talk about, and I don't know how deep we're going to yeah. go in any of them, but, right. but uh, you know. Like,
1: episode two was mostly connective tissue, you know, like, yeah. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how so, it to go. I liked a lot about
2: but... these five episodes was how well they sort of escalated the silliness and the stakes every episode. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not, you know, like... um. Like any like another cartoon we've started, um They didn't they didn't dump everything on us in the first episode. There's a lot, but they still plenty that they held off to introduce in episodes two, three, four, five. Yeah. That's very true. That's true. Uh yeah. I mean I mean we get no Krang this episode, right? There's oh, no I we first do meet episode him, but
1: maybe not. I don't think there's Krang in the first episode.
2: Yeah, I think I think Krang shows up in the second episode, which is good because you probably Correct, yeah. you know you need at least one episode to get your toes wet yeah. before you get talking. Before Meatwad shows
0: up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at oh, my well. notes. The intro of Krang is right near the beginning of the second episode. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah. Um, uh,
1: come on, Shredder. Shredder, when, so, where you going? <laughs> <laughs> April wakes up after fainting in the turtle the turtle lair. Yeah, um, in the sewer, which, you know, they're in the sewer because I guess poop is cool. <laughs> um, in general, I guess that's sort of the again to go back to the garbage pail kids sort of fascination.
3: Oh,
1: I
2: read it as allegorist to the the sort of the monsters in the in New York sewers, whether it's gators or something else. Sure. Yeah. I mean, one yeah. of their one of their biggest villains uh, in the series is is a sewer gator man named Leatherhead.
1: Yeah. yeah,
2: like, like that's definitely part of their their lore, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's they're, they're in spooky New York. Super wa- sewer monsters. In
1: in New York, the sewer is kind of the only frontier left. <laughs> you know, it's the unknown frontier in in New York mythos, basically. Yeah.
0: Yes. And these but, su- these sewers are cavernous. Yeah. Like there, there is so much depth to these sewers. It's a pretty recurring (laughs) thing in cartoons
2: and comics, right? That the New York sewers are kind of like an underworld, an entire, like an entirely separate place that people can exist.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, really quickly when April does wake up, uh, Raphael says she talks, she walks. Uh, and this is the first instance of several throughout the five episodes, uh, I put this in, quote, pop culture references. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a reference to the song Little Egypt by The Coasters. Yes. It is from 1968. <laughs> and uh, I dated most of the the ones that I could find. Most of these pop culture references that Raphael unleashes are, like, <laughs> start in the 60s.
2: And I'm pretty um, positive <laughs> that a lot of it is ad-libbed. Uh, it,
0: I I bet that's true. Because, they recorded.
2: They recorded together. Actually, a lot of these voice yeah, okay. actors in the same room, and they, they fucked around a lot.
0: Yeah. Uh. But a lot of these pop culture references. It's kind of like how Thirty Rock had like really rapid amounts of jokes per minute that were really well written. Uh. This is kind of my complaint: is a lot of these one liners that are th- thrown in are they're witty, but they don't have much reference or context in the no. scene no that is happening. And so it's not a joke. It's just kind of a witticism. yeah, um, and it just kind of that's the main thing that actually kind of put a bad taste in my mouth because oh, my really? favorite character is Raphael and uh and there's just there there were these things, and like, you know, the symbol hits and stuff that are these supposed to be these jokes? and they are not actually jokes. They're just worse. Well you could
2: also you could also kind of read it in a in a less in a less derisive way that's like um you know, not all of the jokes are A for the kids, are B for your first viewing, are C True. meant for every person, just like there's a kind of like scattershot of characters to latch on mm-hmm.
3: Um
2: maybe there's some dorky little music nerd who <laughs> digs it.
3: <laughs> well and I think they I mean, their goal even with
2: Raphael. The... Yeah. Uh, Oh, I just I think their goal with Raphael is to have him be really sarcastic and just sort of always have some like pithy thing to say at all times. And I don't think they really wrote him a lot of them. And I think Rob Paulson was just like saying shit. And they were like, yeah, that's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, they, (laughs) you know, everybody's got to ring their bells pretty hard in the first episode to to make a strong impression. Um, But those like Patrick, those things you're talking about, like just throwing stuff out there, we even get Mm -hmm. that in the theme song. Oh, yeah, you know? the theme song, so like, Well, He's a true. radical rat. Like, okay, cool. All right, thanks for the, the extra bit of info there. Um, yeah. Which, fun that's fact, true. that voice in the theme that does those extra voice, voice lines is Chuck Lorre, the creator of the Big Bang Theory and <laughs> Two and a Half Men. And Young Sheldon. <laughs> and, and, and Young Sheldon. <laughs> well yeah. and they they oh, had it man. they had Your intended shows. teenage mutant <laughs> ninja turtles <laughs> No, they'd
2: intended to uh get those recorded by the actual voice actors <sighs> later on the version of the theme song that they used for the show is kind of like a b version demo situation that they were like nah, no time we're just going to use it as is like so they works, just sort of yeah that that lead stopped. singer
0: is is just the worst
2: <laughs> i mean they, it's some interesting he, he worked uh, on me some it wor- interesting it worked like, on me. like the, I still the way love the it. it's chords amazing. are voiced, right? Like mm-hmm. I like I like the way the chords are voiced. It's kind of non-standard. It makes it pop a little bit. You know, you get some weird notes up on top and he's belting them out. But like it's <laughs> it's memorable and it's not great. Yeah. The the lyrical the lyrical content I think is is where it really fails for me. Rather than anything else musically
0: yeah. <laughs> Splinter taught them to be ninja teens so he, <laughs> so he taught them to be ninjas, but also taught them to be teenagers
2: or in Europe, Splinter taught them to be fighting teens that's, yeah, yeah and it, it's, that's it, it's one aspect of the show that did feel underdeveloped, like maybe because they're anthropomorphized, but i didn't i don't they don't feel teenage to me they feel as sophisticated and put together as as any adult hero we've seen in, in the, yeah, in the it's window scenario. dressing.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like the eighties version of SEO, you know, <laughs> the, putting yeah, all fair. that in there.
2: They're, they're pretty clearly between 20 and 30.
1: That's yeah. They feel yeah. adult. To and me. then we call you them know, teenagers and it's you fine. can think about what is gained and lost by each of these words in the title. Like <laughs> if, if they were just mutant Ninja turtles, they sound pretty scary. Teenage is kind of like a nice. It makes it, it. It it does. It does make it clear that it's silly and it's fun. I think
2: right. that's yeah. where that's like. I mean, there's a few shows that were sort of bit off teenage ninja turtles later on, right? Like the like the biker mice from Mars and Street Sharks. Right. And I think that's sort of where. Yeah, they, the, to, they fail in adding title. enough adjectives to Edamon, uh <laughs> They uh, don't. They don't like. Like Street Sharks never sounded fun. That sounded kind of freaky. Yeah, Street Sharks is freaky. And then, you know, Biker Mice from Mars is also a little freaky. But Teenage Ninja Turtles, because of the because of the way it's phrased, kind of sounds approachable. And then they've got yeah. that bulbous logo and you're like, <laughs> OK,
1: there's a je ne sais quoi about it all that that really <laughs> just forms into a perfect uh, a perfect unit of, of being and light.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to push us forward real fast. Right. Uh, we get the backstory that we've already talked about. They tell April about everything. Uh, they all go looking for clues to go find out what's going on with these uh, these thieves because she's still not convinced that the turtles are on the up and up because that's obviously ninjas. <laughs> also, that are from stealing April's everything.
1: perspective, April's perspective, she's woken up and she's surrounded by reptile men that are polishing their swords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. That's true. Uh we get a we get one of those little badum chuck lines where Donatello says, "No, it's too dangerous. You wouldn't last 5 minutes in a ninja pizza parlor." And then he looks at the camera and says, "I love saying lines like that." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh and then they go up, they go to this sort of ninja
0: they get a neighborhood gun granny which uh,
2: to 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 linger on that moment for a minute yeah. because it's one of many times they're self-referential, but it's one of I think the only times that felt unearned you mean the fourth guess- wall break there with Donatello? yeah um you know much later there's uh there's a scene where Raphael's interrogating a guy and he's like i wouldn't have to use sarcasm
3: yeah <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which is,
2: is clearly not a real threat like that's that's for the benefit of a joke right yes mm-hmm. um but he doesn't cheese the camera for it i just think like yeah. most of the times because the show's so cheesy, like if it was otherwise normal, maybe cheesing the camera would make sense. But it, it didn't feel I was surprised. Like it was kind of cool that early on in the show, they not only have an awareness to like the genre and being camp, but also like an awareness to the to the viewer that I don't think many cartoons had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. in that moment, I didn't think it was funny that he said, I love saying lines like that.
0: And yeah. that's kind of was my point with what I was saying earlier. Is that to me th- that one was definitely unearned. But a lot of them are kind of towing that line of like, am I gonna give it to them? Okay, you know, or um, yeah. no? Like, that. Yeah, that was just yeah. Uh, but then we get a machine gun granny.
1: We yeah. We also get an all night men's clothing store. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Literally <laughs> labeled all night men's clothing. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> It's a, it's a fun it's a game. That's a great gag yeah moment. so that
2: they can get disguises for the turtles. Yeah. There's like a oh, so there's re- also a funny scene before they head out where um, Splinter introduces all the all the turtles formally to April.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And the only part that I wanted to to mention that I thought was funny because I mean I, I don't know I laughed was he's going in order and describing them and their weapon. And he says, you know, Raphael, uh, you know, no no sword could uh, could withstand his you know his size. And the next one is Leonardo, Master of Swords. And he's just like,
1: hey, what the fuck? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can't we do this in an order that makes me look good?
1: <laughs>
0: uh,
2: <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's really funny.
0: <laughs> uh, and then we, then we get a Casablanca reference from Raphael, uh-huh. 1942.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really going for the kids right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, the kind of
2: like the breadcrumbs that take us to the end. Uh April gets kidnapped by the foot. They show up. They they track her down. She's on a rooftop. Then there's like 40 foot soldiers that show up and there's this huge brawl. And then they're all robots. They're all robots and they re- and they've all got beams.
1: <laughs> they walk you They know, have a with very these funny early walk references.
2: Too. I wonder. I think I think Austin's theory that it's just Rob Paulson being a goofy old man is a pretty plausible thing.
0: Oh yeah. But credit. I also wonder if it's,
2: if it's early, if it's, you know, <laughs> tapping into what, you know, we kind of find out much later with Pixar that, you know, appealing to it to the adult in the family is actually a pretty good business strategy. Mm-hmm. If Kids you can mostly get the parents just ignore to sit down and watch the show lines. with the kid. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember watching stuff as a kid and somebody would say something that I wouldn't register with me on any in any level. And I wouldn't be like, what was that? I'd just be like, okay, what's next? Right? Yeah, like you funny. don't. It just washes over you. You're not as paying a attention. kid. It's it, it's 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 hard to recontextualize what it was like. But I just remember not give, not like stuff that I didn't understand wasn't so immediately off putting as I think right. things have become.
1: You like know, watching it's like, yeah. Looney, oh, like old Looney Tunes, and having them make like references to I don't know, like Frankie Valley or. <laughs> You know, old uh, like crooner songs that maybe yeah, you've like never yeah, like crooners heard. that I'd be like, I have no idea what this is, but like I'm I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. You it's know, like every, every time someone
2: in there sang like you know uh, then the shores of Tripoli, I'm like I don't know what the fuck that song is, and I'm like <laughs> seven. That's not a thing, right. but I don't care. Yeah, I, I think a lot of times it still works to to build the 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 feeling you're going for. Like, have you guys, has anybody seen the the Cohen Brothers remake of True Grit?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No.
2: Okay, so they technically speak English in that movie, but just about everything ah. is like a is like a made-up cowboy western aphorism. Like the language they use is words we know, but they're saying they're it's not really English. It's really hard to describe. Nobody's okay. talking like a person. It's like <laughs> It it's kind of like Shakespeare if it was intentionally uh if it was intentionally obtuse. <laughs> uh, that's so fascinating. I, I I wanna watch true grit mm-hmm. now with that in mind.
1: So um, a building
0: gets becomes water. <laughs> yeah. The building floods so much that it explodes. It We're talking like up
2: like like this building must have been airtight because it floods all the way up like thirty stories of a skyscraper. Uh, And you can watch it fill with water from the outside. (laughs) It's really fucking stupid. And they have to run all the way up to the roof. And then they jump off and it cascades like a waterfall. And then the building explodes. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) The whole building. Were there people in there? That building was water. That building is
0: is now gone. This giant city throughout these five episodes is starkly empty of huh. people. Yeah. There yeah, because are the, the, the Turtles operate at midnight. Empty, yeah, there's a lot of empty places. I, I think, yeah, I think um,
2: because it's a kid's show and because kids, you know, have to go in at night, um, right. that's kind of how it feels. It kind of feels like a child's mm-hmm. idea of what night is like.
3: Yeah. <laughs> just
2: full of scary goons. Yeah, and grandmas else. with yeah. machine guns. Uh-huh. And
0: everybody else is in bed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh that that basically finishes out our episode uh you know splinter realizes that the clothing of the foot clan was or the clothing of the robots was the foot clan and he realizes that orokusaki must be behind everything and we have this little oh no cliffhanger uh mm-hmm. and then we go into episode oh no two. cliffhanger <laughs> <laughs> enter the shredder is episode two
1: yes let's do it
2: uh, foot Clan leader Oroku Saki, the Shredder, decides, along with his partner Krang from Dimension X, to turn two thugs into mutant henchmen using the mutagen that created Splinter and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thus, Bebop turns into a warthog and Rocksteady turns into a rhino. The foot soldiers kidnap Splinter and the turtles go rescue him at, from the Technodrome. That's a lot mm. of new words and content. A lot of new words. Yeah. But we've already seen the Technodrome. We have. And- as splinter, seen... it's, it's splinter's mobile, mobile underground base. Uh, can mm. we de- can we describe the technodrome for people? Well, I don't know where the R comes from. It would make more sense as technodome, but I guess well, it's a sphere, so it's not a dome. Drome, drome usually implies to me like like a like a racetrack situation.
1: Yeah, the hippodrome Yeah. Was the... Mm. Well,
0: and, and that might be because it has those tank treads. Maybe, maybe mm. I don't know. It's well, a it's weird. It's probably because it sounds
1: kind of like drone. And yeah. it's it sounds more science-y, it's cool.
2: It, it's yeah, super it is, sleek. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a rolling underground base.
1: It's like well, it picture you know, it, it's, a technical jawbreaker with a big eye on top. That's yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like a Death well, Star tank. Yeah. But yeah, like with a literal eyeball on top.
1: And it's, then yeah. random so,
2: guys. Yeah. I mentioned kind of like escalating the weirdness, so in this episode we meet Krang, the du- the disembodied brain. And we've already established that people can become mutants uh, in the first episode. But mm-hmm. I think they really take it to the they really explore that what that means yeah. Starting right. now.
1: Yeah, right. And Krang was also so I believe Krang was created for the show. And yes, the idea behind Krang was really just that logistic. Like, OK, well, if Shredder is our main bad guy, we need he needs some kind of reason for why he was you know an old uh ninja master and now all of a sudden he everybody has lasers and flying ships and and tanks and (laughs) so logistically he would have yeah he would have (laughs) alien help and suddenly by giving him this alien connection giving him krang it opens up the canon of the show so deeply Mm -hmm. in like a really delightful way
2: it's really good yeah uh, uh, Dimension X is deliciously ludicrous. It's this yeah. dimension of of constant war and chaos. It, I think the it's it's pretty heavily, you know, it's it's Ragnarok. It's hell. It's whatever kind of like awful place. But, uh, how how much Krang loves Dimension X is <laughs> is very new and different. Yeah, like yeah. he was he was banished from there. He used to rule it, but then they they still kind of does. Yeah, he has he has factions that are loyal to him within Dimension X.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: uh, something. But
0: he's lost his body, my body.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> something that I don't know if it's worth pointing out, but I'll bring it up again. Sorry, I'm doing the comic thing again. His uh, his design was brought from. There's a race of interdimensional beings called the Utroms in the original, and they are that's what they look like. They've got big robot bodies and their brains in the in the stomach. Uh, mm. and, uh, they are heavily involved with this, like, spooky organization that has letters that I forget, and the, that created the mutagen in the comics. Interesting. Oh, so like, okay. So, the only thing they've really done is give a name to one of these things for the right, show then. Right, right. They've, they've taken away the, like, it's a whole species idea, and they've taken away the connection, like, directly to the mutagen, and, you know... Like, like there's some sort of conspiracy involved. Like, yeah, Krang helped him make the That's mutagen. True. they do say he lost his body, but I thought there were other, other brain people later. There may there may, not? Be. Yeah, there may they, be.
0: They retie Krang back into the Ootrams in other runs of this, you know, of this franchise, essentially. Right, but not in the eighty seven. Okay. Yeah, right, they do it, then they do it. it. then he's just Krang.
1: When the canon has more time to congeal over time. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they made Krang kind of a singular figure and they gave him the best voice in the universe. Uh yeah. I don't even know how to describe the voice. He is he sounds like he's got a gob of spit in the corner of his mouth all the time. If I were to describe him to somebody using a little bit more accessible uh reference, it's the um it's the mad scientist from Nightmare Before Christmas oh yeah yeah, that's not
1: bad that's not bad
0: that's close that's pretty good um and he's got these weird croaks at weird times and just (laughs) yeah it almost sounds like he's burping he he
2: wiggles these these uh gray matter tentacles around he's got (laughs) kind of a dangling ball sack from his chin yeah he does (laughs) yeah uh he walks around on this tiny little tripod (laughs) <laughs>
3: yeah
2: it's he's so good I, I i was not ready for how much i was gonna how much i loved krang yeah he's great mm-hmm. uh their whole kind of uh interaction him and shredder is that you know krang is stuck here in this dimension and he is giving a lot of like technical know-how uh to shredder so that he can you know use all of his spooky technology to do shit right in But the, Shredder in the hopes is not. shredder is going to build him a body but Shredder's not doing it right
1: (laughs) because he's scared
2: of Krang being too powerful so he's like yeah because if
1: you ever thought it was going to be like a what is your bidding my master kind of scenario it is absolutely not no right like shredder is not not the Darth Vader to the Emperor Palpatine in this case you know I mean there there are shades of that he's kind of a Vader character where he's the main physical enforcer for a more sort of in a samurai hat yeah uh, thank you Samurai, <laughs> um, but I I love their relationship so much more because he just hates Krang and Krang hates Shredder and they just like, <laughs> yell at each other like an old married yeah. couple and it's and- yeah. Krang keeps calling him
2: Saki, like his real name, and he's like, "Mom, I told you to call me the Shredder." <laughs> <laughs> he storms off. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. were
0: supposed to do this for me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think every episode from here on out through the through the fifth one, uh, Krang at least once makes mention of needing him to build him his body. Uh, yeah. It's like the oh, never-ending
0: yeah. whining. And thing.
2: take out the trash. Yeah. Carry me upstairs. It's time to watch the wheel.
0: Crang is super ashamed of his of his non-body. Just yeah, brain. that's also fun too. Yeah. He's straight up. He's straight up. He says at one point, "Don't look at me." <laughs> so <laughs> he's wonderful. Just, he's just Lil Jenny Crang with uh, <laughs> body issues. Beautiful. <laughs>
3: Uh,
1: uh, there's one thing from the beginning of the episode that I don't want to just gloss over because I I was tickled by it. Is it breakfast but pizza? <laughs> we well no. We open with uh we open with the turtles asleep, and when they're asleep, they have their bandanas off, mm-hmm. and they're like when they wake up, their eyes are kind of like squinting, and then they put their bandana. Yeah, I noticed that too. It's like their glasses. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, do you have prescription bandanas? <laughs>
3: We also
0: get, our. We also get like, the first glaringly weird kind of bad animation because April comes in and wakes them up, and she just says, Raphael, and then she waves her arms around for about a full second with no dialogue there. It's just kind of silent. <laughs> and it, there's no reason why she's singling out Raphael. Yeah. There's no explanation to why she's upset. All and four that's of them are f-
2: four-person f- bunk bed. Yeah. yeah. Like, that bunk, 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 bunk. It is it is crazy, but yeah, she only says Raphael. Uh, well, it, they get to without, they get to
1: dunk on sushi again too. Yeah.
2: Do. <laughs> I don't I don't want to uh, I don't want to spend too much time uh, slamming the the actress who played April uh, because um, I think she's fine. But yeah, oh, did oh, yeah, you? I thought job. she was the only person I found pretty painful. Well, she's the only one of the whole cast really that didn't leverage this into a future career.
0: Yeah, so i was going to say uh, is that so I noticed she...
2: that her her. Her her career after after turtles is pretty pretty non existent mostly non existent yeah uh I thought I think she's totally serviceable I yeah, I don't I think she's b- great but but I don't think she was she wasn't like nails on a chalkboard for me at any point no I I guess that's fair I I just noticed because it was so starkly different to even the most of the bad voice acting is kind of good or I would say intentional. Mm-hmm. and hers didn't feel as as intentional. It felt like she was working her best. Yeah. I, yeah, uh, I mean she
1: also wasn't given, I feel like script-wise, you know, she was still still no, kind of had to be
2: she, she's damselly for the whole thing. Yeah. And, sort of and had to be the true.
1: mom. I Get thought, out of my apartment. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? I need a story. <laughs> uh
2: you know, we don't need to talk about all the voice actors, but I, I, uh, the one that, that I always forgot about. Oh, well, well apparently that... we do. No, just the one. <laughs> the fucking one, you a hole. You just step in the middle of my comment and make me feel like a bad boy. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo's voiced by Cam Clark, uh, who is best known to me as Liquid Snake from the Metal Gear games.
0: Yeah. And... Liquid Snake. Liquid.
2: And, I can't I can't not hear it every time Leonardo or uh, I think it's Rocksteady opens his mouth. It's just it's just Liquid Snake doing a slightly different voice to me. Uh, Mm. So I don't know. I I guess I shouldn't have played so much Metal Gear.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Metal Gear.
0: (laughs) Uh, Turtles. uh, (laughs) Uh, Speaking
1: of Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm -hmm. We get to see the
0: origin of them. We get a zoo robbery. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> a zubbery. That mm-hmm. didn't work. Let's uh, no. rewind
2: that. Kyle, cut that out. Let's cut that moment. No zubbery joke. A- we see a zobrubery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we get rhino and warthog theft.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, My uh, question there was, why not just take the rhino and have two big rhino <laughs> badasses? <laughs> just also take a warthog. Yeah, there are four <laughs> turtles.
1: Like, yeah, we know you can do duplicate <laughs> animals.
2: <laughs> I mean, a rhino is terrifying. I mean, you pick either a rhino or a hippo, and that guy is gonna be super scary as fuck. I don't know that I would have picked the warthog. Yeah. Warthogs, I, I would guess. I mean, aside from the fact that we've already killed all the rhinos, I would guess for a long time warthogs were a more a more dangerous threat to people than than rhinos have been. Yeah. So hippos, for sure, yeah. they they fucked up on that one. They should have gotten uh, th- the most dangerous, the most dangerous monster <laughs> on planet Earth. The hippopotamus. They're so scary. Look them up on YouTube. They're murderers. They're oh, the yeah. only animal that kills for sport. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're so scary. Okay. There's more. There's more human deaths attributed to hippos than any other animal. And yeah. That is a true statement. I know. It, yeah. They're so yeah, they don't scary. Eat they don't eat them.
1: No. They don't want it. They wanted the thrill. Um, they just, just want to see the life leave your body. <laughs> hippos,
2: hippos can see souls, and and they eat those. They eat the the soul as soon as it leaves you. Um, yeah. So so they they steal the the animals because Krang gives Shredder the idea to use his random goons to make mutants of his own. Which I don't know why he didn't right. think of before. Uh. And so he just dupes these stupid goons named. I guess they were originally named Bebop and Rocksteady.
1: Yeah, I don't think he renamed them.
2: <laughs> I think yeah. that those were their names. Uh I mean the the one the one black guy on this show gets turned into a warthog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh which could have been not the only black guy because Baxter Stockman is black in the comics, but right, Jane, and then- yeah. Oh, you mean like a like literal black? I was gonna I, say. I, re- I think that I feels read like a, that. that feels like a reach to me. I mean, if we were, I think, but maybe I don't know. For what? I don't know. Reaching for any kind of racial implication? Oh they, no, yeah, I don't no. think that's. No. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm just. I'm just pointing it out. Like, oh, that there was a black guy. There was a black guy, and now, that, a now he's, guy yeah. and now I he's I a worker. <laughs> well, and and uh, I
0: I read up on that. Um, there was. It's not clear, but. plenty of the reasons were uh, watching a black guy get bossed around by someone else. uh, They didn't think was necessarily a good idea in 87,
2: even though the guy he was getting bossed around by was an Asian man played by a black man. Uh, Or it could
0: have just been uh, a black guy being a, one of the main bad guys. Yeah. That's also true. Um, And so they changed him to a sniveling little white guy. Right. Um, this is Baxter yeah, Stockman you, we're talking could, about. That you could push around. Yes, Baxter Stockman. Yeah. Uh yeah, okay. So yeah, this episode Much <sighs> else. Yeah. Mm-mm. Robot fighting. Yeah. We get a Tarzan reference and we get a Wizard of Oz reference, which actually this one makes me think definitely they were ad-libbing because Raphael says, I don't think we're can in Kansas anymore, Uncle Toto is what he says. He does says. say Uncle
1: Toto. He says Uncle. Making to- sure I
0: think that I might be intentional.
2: Like the turtles yeah. don't really get human stuff, but I guess they watch yeah. TV all the time, so he really should have known.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they watch all that boob tube. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: but I there's a sequence that I really like in this episode. Uh you know, there's these little like uh, unicycle robots that have electric tentacles that uh, they're what sort of stole the, the monsters, or the, the monsters, the animals out of the zoo. And when the turtles show up at the Technodrome to go take care of business, they fight a couple of those. And then they walk into a big room and it's full of other robots that feel like they're just reject design robots that are all one offs <laughs> and terrible. Did, did you yeah, guys pay they're attention all, they're to this all fucking like, robots? They're all like Star Wars style surgery, like surgeon robots. Yeah, it's uh, like, yeah, it's not just the like them, but they have a the cardboard kind of vague, box robot threatening a... robotic uh, <laughs> lack of much design thought yeah. they're just they just have blades and pokers and lasers poking out of every conceivable it, place. It felt like one of the animators just went home and had his eight year old kid draw up a bunch of cool robots <laughs> and then came in and was like, how do these look <laughs> and then inked them? Like yeah. one of this the, is a one really them... good fight scene for what I was talking about, where you just kind of watch the the turtles move. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of rolling and tumbling that feels pretty grounded in reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they could have they could have definitely taken an easy way out and not done that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, yeah, they they uh they put a lot more effort into the turtles moving than than those robot designs. That's for sure. I, I just there's one of. But them I think the, that,
2: the the robot designs feels on brand for the style of campiness that we're expecting. Like I thought they really worked for me. I just they also deserve to be made fun of for their yeah. Crazy we're gonna ways. see them for half. Especially of a second, the spider anyway. one at the end. I know there's there's there are <laughs> there's seven different face. uh seven different distinct robot designs that are never gonna get used again, and they all feel half assed. And, like you said, one of them is a weird spider with a smiley face. And another one that I loved is basically just a ball with as many articulating arms poking out of it as possible. And at the end of each arm is a buzz saw, like 12 <laughs> buzz saws. It's so stupid. It's just, yeah, saw blades are scary. Let's just load them up.
1: That day at the factory, I think, was like, what are you working on there, Ted? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's too many saw blades, Ted. It's too many. Don't tell no, me it's what to do. just the right do. amount.
2: <laughs> you don't know.
1: Well, look, throw it in the death trap, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's just a room where they all go. Uh,
1: uh, There's a zoo trick that they play at the end to ki- kidnap mm-hmm. or to capture Bebop and Rocksteady. Like, hey, they do belong in a zoo. Uh, Let's take him to this, I guess, empty zoo that you can just kind of operate the cages if you want. Just come into the zoo, <laughs> flip some switches, let people make, put people in the cages,
0: make a quick reference to the Jungle Book, nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, yes, they, they do. do, they do. <laughs> and then trap, and then trap the baddies. Yeah, they yeah. trap them in a in a
2: zoo cage, in an animal cage, and uh, just the scary boys in a zoo cell. And April shows up and gets some sweet footage of terrifying mutants. And at this point, how is New York not? going ape shit.
1: There is a ah, Rhino ape, man. Another zoo reference. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but she gets this is the first time that she's been able to like legitimately get good footage that she feels okay about using cuz she doesn't want to expose the turtles, but she gets footage of Bebop and Rocksteady on camera. Yeah. How does this well, not go say, somewhere?
0: Yeah, what's and unrealistic she gets undercut is she by her bosses after this. Yeah. Still. The
2: the the larger reaction to to this world is is suspect, but I think that's because they actually do a pretty good job keeping the continuity alive when um, they're watching the news. The You know, the, the, the story of this is sort of unfolding in the public eye as well. That you're like, okay, well, if they know about this shit, then why isn't the National Guard here? Mm,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's also, remember, this is a heightened world where mm-hmm. grandmas have machine guns and crime... Looks the way it does when people, you know, tear a car apart in seconds. and Yeah, it's kind
2: you know. of a silly
1: version of
2: what Gotham was like when Batman came back.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would say people are used to it, at least a heightened degree of silliness. But, yeah, like in, like, in like the New Yorkers
2: just wake up and they see a, a, a terrifying warthog man on TV and they're like, ah, same shit, different day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to. Yeah. I had a pig man in my yard yesterday. He was just yelling at his <laughs> girlfriend. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess build, I could My office that. building
1: turned into water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so that's episode two. So that's the second episode. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and actually, I think that this would probably be a great place for us to uh, sort of break in the middle before we talk about the next three episodes.
1: Just oh, yeah, sort,
2: of, sort of, you know, be a part one, part two situation. Uh, see, see you later, cats and dogs. For uh, Saturday morning Tuesdays has been bringing your hot earwax, uh, pouring in, pouring in cheddar, and uh, we we gotta keep it rocking and rolling, guys. We gotta keep it 100. We gotta keep that steam train moving. So I tell you what, we'll catch you on the flippity. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to notice that we cut out and we cut back in and we did an outro here. I think this was really,
1: really seamless. (laughs) Yeah, this is a seamless way to indicate that we will be back in a couple days or something. Part two. With with a part two of this discussion. We're finishing this one for now.
2: Uh, We promise uh, we're going to finish out the season next time. you're welcome for this bonus episode. don't I don't
1: even care to quote William Shakespeare the Bard, I believe uh he once said that we'll talk about teenage Mutant ninja Turtles more on another day.
2: he did, uh and we won't be kicking Patrick away. Patrick'll still be with us, thank God oh, I guess.
1: yeah
2: we're gonna let him we're gonna let him keep licking keep licking at our toes uh I'm going to
0: let you guys <laughs> let me stay and lick your toes toes. thank you very much
2: all right everybody we'll lick you soon
1: (laughs) oh god Um, (laughs) go 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 home go back to your family. (laughs) well hey cowbunga there my fellow friends of pizza you just listened to our super special Saturday special of Saturday Morning Tuesdays. We wound up with a little extra content than we thought, so we split this episode into two parts. That's why you're getting our special episode today on Saturday. And part two will be going up on our normal time of Tuesday. So that is coming up this Tuesday. You're go- you can get part two of our TMNT discussion. Now, if you're interested in all things Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you can check us out on our website, satmtuesdays.com. Or you can visit us on Instagram. You can visit us on Twitter. You can visit us on Facebook. You can go to all those places or none of those places, but hopefully some of those places. And uh, go check us out and give us a subscribe on iTunes. Give us a rating. Just give us a, you know, give us a listen. Give us a wink. Whatever you want to do, it's your call. Saturday morning, Tuesdays.